I've been realizing that systems are really my next team member. Like they have been becoming a team member in my business where if something isn't working, it may not be let's hire five more co-coaches to get me out of the Slack channel forever. Welcome to Systems Famous, the podcast where we're revolutionizing the coaching industry by putting client results first. I'm Ashley Pendergraft, a systems and automation expert with over five years of experience in the coaching industry. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Systems Famous. I have DL Sharon here. DL is a coach. I think I could call you a friend at this point. And DL, actually, we were sitting by this amazing pool in a spa talking about podcast names. I had a whole other podcast name, and she was like, eh, it's going to be called Systems Famous. So we can all thank DL for the lovely name of this podcast. DL, go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll go from there. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. My name is DL Sharon, and I am a sales coach for women of color, but really all women are welcome. And I have two offers. I have a group program called Five Figure Freedom, which helps part-time women of color coaches quit their jobs. And then we have a mastermind called Six Figure Liberation, and we help women have six-figure launches in there. So that's what I do. Amazing. And I am in liberation, and I absolutely love it. So One of the reasons I wanted to have DL on the podcast today is because we set up a entirely custom, beautiful one-on-one coaching portal inside of Liberation Group Program Coaching Portal, and that actually replaced Slack for her high-end mastermind altogether, which is a very like revolutionary decision to get rid of community inside of a group coaching program, especially one that is high ticket, all about community. DL, please tell us about that decision, what was happening with Slack and your mastermind, and why did you want to get rid of it? Oh my gosh, where do I get started? I have so much to say. I've been a Slack girly for a long time. I have had Slack for a very long time. I remember to even go to a Slack group was like, because Facebook groups were the thing back then. And so even to go to Slack was like revolutionary back then in itself. Like we have an organized Slack channel. And so I will say I still have Slack for my low ticket offer and it works beautifully for that. But with masterminds, it's just a little different. So for anyone who has a high level mastermind, how I describe it is, With your low ticket offer, you are the best thing since sliced bread. People love you. They eat you up. They say such lovely things about you. They have positive experiences. They share their struggles. They share their questions. They still are clients, but they are so excited. They follow and implement really well. That's what happens in a lower ticket offer. But a higher ticket offer, and for the sake of this conversation, let's say a mastermind that's 10K and up. I call those like my teenagers and my lower ticket offer. Those are my babies. They were just so squishy and so cute and so lovely to be around. And they're obsessed with me and I'm obsessed with them. And we're in this honeymoon stage and everything's so great. And then in the mastermind, you get the teenagers where they sometimes get upset and you don't know why. They have these growth spurts all of a sudden and you're trying to catch up with them and their needs. And then they just get angry and you're like, what did I do? What happened? What went wrong? And it makes sense, especially if you're in the B2B space where the client is a little bit more mature. They like to put their foot down a little bit more. They like to assert themselves a little bit more. 
And so that's very, very normal. I do that in my own mastermind with my own coach, right? Like, I don't listen to everything she says either because I have my own way. I've been in business for a long time, blah, blah, blah. So this is very normal behavior. I just want to normalize that too. So what I saw with my Slack channel, particularly from my mastermind, again, it's a jungle gem. It's a playground with my lower ticket offer. But from my mastermind, people were, weren't really using it. We were getting okay engagement, but there would be a few days where no one would really check in. So I was number one. Number two, the conversations were so in-depth that it really warranted a larger form for us to really flesh something out and for us to really get in the weeds and look at things and give a video response back. And I couldn't really do that to the extent that I wanted to in Slack. And also, I kind of felt because everybody was a little bit older, more mature in their business, it was a little bit like a watch party. And I know I am not the only one who has just popped into a Slack channel just to look at the drama. This popcorn and popcorn. Or just to get the popcorn and get the tea and to be like, ooh, what is DL going to say? Ooh, what is the coach going to say? Ooh, how do they respond? Oh my God, I can't believe they said that. I sometimes imagine like you have the magnifying glasses with your popcorn at a stadium. That's kind of how a community or a Slack channel could be. We also have been in group programs where it's that person who needs just additional support. And it just impacts the energy. So it's okay, here's so-and-so again, coming in, bringing the energy down, talking about the same problem she's been talking about for the past four months. Oh, here's so-and-so again, spinning out again. So that kept happening as well. And I, how I knew it was a problem was I didn't like being in there. And it's my offer. That's when I knew it was a red flag for me where I avoided my own community. That's how I knew it got bad. And I knew that I had to make a shift. So I was talking to Kirsten Roldan, what a person that we both know and love. And I remember saying to her casually, like, man, I wish I could get rid of my Slack channel. And this was like a month before I was supposed to be onboarding my new clients, like starting my new clients. It was like a month before. And she was like, we'll do it. And I was like, are you crazy? Like, we will have to create something I don't even know. In a month, are you insane? She was like, no, now is the time to do it. If you don't like it, now is the time to do it. So we approached you and we have softer and it's changed everything. I love it. I love how in-depth it is. I love how specific we get. I'm sure we'll talk about all the bells and whistles, but I absolutely love it. I love it too. And we'll definitely get into it. What I love as a like petty person about Slack is the amount of distractions it can give. It's It oh. becomes very much like I don't go in there. I've been in huge Facebook groups like that too, right? We're like, I'm here to get coaching and to get the result. But what I'm showing up for is not that. It's not getting in and out. It is seeing how DL is going to respond to this person who said that they didn't like the coaching they got. And there's just a lot of that. And I'm curious, so you mentioned like the babies versus the teenagers. Do you think it's also like at that point you just have more to lose. So like the stakes are higher. So things are heightened, right? 100%. That's all it is. That's all it is. And like I said, it's very, very normal. So I want to be clear. I'm not blaming anybody for doing this. Again, I have done the very things that I'm seeing. And so I don't think any of it's a problem. That's why I didn't blame the client. I didn't blame myself. I was just thinking that this is not the best forum to get coaching in a high level mastermind. So I actually blamed the software. I didn't blame the client, didn't blame myself, didn't blame the program, didn't blame them and where they're at in their journey. I was just thinking, I don't know if this is the best medium to have these conversations. 
And so, yeah, I want to be abundantly clear. It's so normal to have a little bit of resistance when you're thinking about making changes that can impact a multiple six or seven figure business. Anybody would put up a fight, right? Anybody would go down swinging. I definitely do. And so I totally get it. And I just wish that the softwares out here understood the coaching industry better and the types of conversations that we're having. And honestly, I wish they would build better software. I'm thinking about building my own because these developers aren't really understanding that a little itty bitty Slack message in a thread that goes away in 90 days is not the best medium when you're talking about creating a seven-figure offer that could bring in a million dollars or could potentially lose you a million dollars. There needs to be a bigger, more robust communication forum. Totally. And that's where software comes in. So most folks don't really know what software is. I'll give a brief interview. I was in Circle and I was kind of having similar issues where I was like, people are asking Airtable support questions and it's hard to answer them. It's hard to see what's outstanding. So we integrated like a support ticketing system that we, of course, built on the back end of Airtable. And the moment we created that feature, our circle engagement completely dropped. So I was like, oh, they're not even they're not here for community. They're here for the support ticket. Circle clearly isn't the platform to do it. So we built a beautiful front end software is a web builder that uses your Airtable data and makes it into a beautiful website. So now... DL's clients, my clients, they have this cute little magic link, no login required, where they can go inside of our software community and they can see databases of mindset and launch reviews, coaching calls. There's just so many resources inside of it. So tell me, what are some of your favorite features that your software community coaching hub has now that Slack just wasn't able to hang? I would say the main thing that it's allowed us to do is just keep everything more organized while also going more in depth with our clients. And so we have two places where clients can get direct feedback, really three. Um, The first two is we have a mindset section where they can write in mindset questions about their sales, about their launches, plans, any of those things. And then they also have a review section where they can submit in the sales page to us and we'll review it within 48 hours. And then they can submit in their webinar. So I am designated to do all of the webinars. And so I will literally spend 20, 30 minutes on a Loom video critiquing somebody's webinar slide by slide. Whereas number one, it would have taken me a week to do that inside of Slack because I had to find it. I have to remind myself to do it. I have to upload it back in. There was no automatic system to let them know that I posted it. So all of that is taken care of by software. And also it's so much more organized for me to make sure that I answer everybody's question and that everybody is served. And then the third thing is we actually, and and Ashley helped us put this together, we have a diagnostic tool called Launch Doctor where someone could put in what's going on with their launch and then spit out a response on what they need to fix, what they need to change with corresponding trainings to help them further their knowledge. So that's really cool as well. And that's also in softer as well. And so I have personally loved it. And it's funny, I um, was nervous about taking away the Slack channel. Of course, I was very, very nervous. And in the same breath, I also had my client event and I had one of my clients who was in the round previously where she saw our very entertaining circus Slack channel. And she pulled me aside and she was like, DL, you getting rid of the Slack channel. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see what the experience is going to be like now that I don't have all of those distractions. 
And I just remember being like, oh, we made the right decision. It's such a distraction-free platform because it is, it's a get in and get out, but that can be jarring for group program founders, mastermind founders, but also the audience themselves who are like, but my people love the community. They love the community element of it. And Softer isn't the best at community. And now we're just talking about this offline of how you can't really tag people in comments and it's not that type of chat function that Slack has. And so that can be a deal breaker for people when they don't understand. But I kind of want to push back and I'm curious your thoughts too. Of, is community the main result people want or do they want the get in, get out, distraction free? Have you had anyone say, oh, I wish I had community and what do you miss having community? What are your thoughts about community being a feature of a program? Several things. So the community is often a hot mess. People want the community, but it's a hot mess, right? It was so funny. There were people that reached out to me and they said that they either left a group program or they left a mastermind because of the community. That was a deal breaker for them. Specifically, they were like the Facebook group was just such a Debbie Downer. And so it's people want community until they get it, right? People want that idea until they actually have the realities of people posting just whatever they want, whenever they want, with no moderation. And then, you know, we think about everything that happened in 2020 with Marie Folio and how she moderated her group and it blew up in her face. So even with moderation, people don't like monitors. Just saying all that to say, there have been several people who have come up and tell me like, we like that you don't have this free-for-all community because I have left masterminds because of it. And me personally, I'm in several other masterminds. I don't check the community. I literally don't even click the box to be added in my Slack channel. Don't do it. I don't download Circle. I just, I have my own communities and programs to manage. If I need something, I'll hop on the calls. If I need you, I'll hop on the calls. I'll schedule the calls. I'll put it on my calendar. Or I'm going to get everything I need at the live event that you do. I also have limited my community features and community things significantly as well myself. But I know that everybody is different, right? And everyone has different philosophies on community. How I've been thinking about it is you get community on the calls. I try to like be funny and entertaining, engage the chat, see everyone, wave to everyone. I bring in funny anecdotes from past conversations. Like I try to make sure that we have community on the calls. I also do live events. You can't get more community than being in person for several days at a time. I have a live events business model. That's how I built community. I have a two-day conference. And then on that third day, we do just liberation, where it's liberation only people. So we have that feature as well. And then on top of all of that, they get one-on-one -on -one coaching too with a coach as well to get that touch point too. So when I look at my program, I'm like, people can't really say that we don't offer community. We don't offer all those other things because there's just so, so many touch points that we can do. And when people say community, I also think people mean network. And so is there just a clear way for them to talk with one another, which we do provide. We provide a directory where it's very clear on here's how you can get in contact with me. Here's how you can follow up with me. And they peer coach with one another. They set that all up. They self-initiate. They, you know, message each other and they set all that up themselves. So they do have the interaction with other people. So when people say community, I think they mean a robust network. And then on top of that, I think people do like some sort of buzz, like a little snack 
crackle pop, right? They do a little energy and they do a buzz, which softer kind of removes. And so I was thinking like, what I really want more than anything is just a, a very active wins page where people are just posting their wins and like just being in the energy of this program is working. People are getting results. People are happy here. That's like the only sort of buzz and open form that I would not allow, but what I think is best for my clients and myself. Yeah. And that's a big thing when you're rolling out these features is just like creating community of actually like using the features that you have. The wins section and softer in, in Liberation is quiet, but there's so many ways that we can amp that up by saying it on the call. Here's the wins, like we drop the wins form in the chat. There's just so many different ways that you can do that. And I often think about as I'm getting some pushback of, oh, I could never have been in my Slack channel. They need the community. It's what are your clients missing out on because you're gripping onto the fact that they can have these long threads back and forth with each other. There's so much on the other side of that, these incredible reviews. The directory that DL was mentioning is also inside of Softer. Inside of Softer, you're able to totally customize what your students' like profile fills out. So like your Slack bio could never, your circle bio could never, you're very specific questions that you could ask related to the program, related to the brand, which is really cool. And something else that I'm a part of, I don't even think you're, I definitely, I don't think you're in it. There is a WhatsApp group of liberation girlies and it's so nice and it's, you know, it's unofficial. It's a little rogue. You have decision days, which is like these big, you know, day long things. We're like planning on doing an LA meetup. There's so much community that you can orchestrate and encourage people to do outside of like you specifically managing it. I think that's so much more like beautiful and inspiring to me. Wow, these these people want to self-organize and that's what the best communities are. Yeah, 100%. And it brings me back to when I was working in higher ed and I was in program management and we would get emails from the students all the time. And I think that's why I'm also not faced by it all the time. They're like, can we do this? Can you bring in this speaker? Can we all get together for a pizza party and do this? And every single time we had our calendar on what we were supposed to do as their program managers. But then we would say, here's $100, go self-organize, mm -hmm. go at it. Send, you put together a group chat, put together your own doodle poll. Here's $100 to pay for the tickets to whatever you want to go to, go for it, right? And so self-organizing is also really, really important and really, really crucial as well. But also when I look at my program, we offer so much community. We offer so many calls, so many ways for you to see the other clients and so many opportunities to stay connected. You were thinking about cutting out liberation. You were considering shutting down this mastermind. And one of the reasons was because of the Slack channel. Talk to us a little bit about how like that process and how you decided to revive and, and keep going. Yes, I wanted to close my mastermind for several reasons. A lot of it had to just do with how my clients were interacting with me and how I was interacting with them. My thoughts about them, their thoughts about me, all of that had to be cleaned up and worked on and retooled. And I think it also gets to a point, especially after the seven figures, like I, me and my seven figure friends joke all the time, like anything goes, like we can cut anything out. You know that you have a real seven figure earner on your hands when they have cut things out of their business. That's what you do because when you're scaling, to multiple six figures, you think you need to add all these things. So you basically sell your soul to make a million dollars. Like I'll do anything to get to that income level. And then once you're there, you realize all the ways that you cross your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. You realize what's important to you. You realize, wait, my clients who are successful, they do X. 
And then my clients who aren't successful, they do Y. I wonder how I can just get more X people or how I can foster and facilitate X better. And I'll just cut out the Y. Like it's not worth it. It's so many things just become not worth it anymore. And so that's why you see so many seven-figure people being like, this is shut down, not doing it anymore. But I think the brilliance of you, Ashley, and your work is that software can help us bridge the gap where if we had a dream vision where I was like, I just want to answer their questions without the drama and the spectacle show and the spectator aspect of it. Like, I just want to be able to do that. I just want to look at their webinar and give them feedback, but we don't need the drama to go with it. And again, the drama's normal. The drama happens. The drama happens at every single mastermind I've ever been into. That's what I think software can do and what I th- and what systems can do and how systems can help you not be stressed out. And so I think that's the beauty of it. And I'm really just, I'm proud to know you. I'm proud to know Kirsten. I'm proud to know systems people that have solutions and I'm glad to also have, for lack of a better word, the business maturity to be like, okay, this is what I want. If I can't have what I want, I'm going to continue to fight for it and find it and refine it and tweak it. I'm fine to keep tweaking to get to what I want versus completely throwing the baby out with the bathwater, which is what so many people do. Thank you for saying that. And my systems philosophy is like the reason I go so hard for Airtable and so hard for software is like you are not going to hit a ceiling with what it can do for you. You are one of my favorite clients because you're like, I have this idea. Can I do that? Can this be automated? And the answer is always yes, because your system foundation is on such a scalable, customizable platform. You can't do all these bells and whistles and these magical launch doctor things inside of Slack or yeah. in a spreadsheet. Like it just wouldn't happen. And so that's why I love working with people who like see the see the potential and really like, you can wake up from a dream and be like, send me a DM. Can can I have an automated content calendar? Sure can. Let's do it. <laughs> really, all of that is the sky's the limit, which is so fun. Such a point. And I talked to Jasmine, one of our other friends. I talked to Jasmine a lot about this, too. When it comes to being a CEO, you have to be a visionary. And I always say I tell my clients this all the time. The number one skill of staying in business is creativity. You will leave this industry so fast if you do not have creativity skills, if you're not innovative, if you are able to think of something and then know the people that can help you put that into life. Like that's a, I've just been realizing where I am. Like that's a lot of my job is just coming up with ideas, lots of ideas, over and over and over again, ideas about my clients, ideas about my content, ideas for my team, ideas for a book I want to launch, ideas for my YouTube channel. You have to constantly be strengthening that idea and that creativity muscle. And then you meet really cool people like Ashley who can just make it happen, like Candy, you know? Yeah. Tell me about how you strengthen that skill. I think that a lot of people who are the CEO, want to be in that visionary role. And oftentimes they don't know what to ask for. They don't even know what's possible. How did you hone that skill? I feel like it's been pretty innate, but is there anything if for someone who's struggling that they can start to practice that a little more? Where are you putting other skills above that? Where are you trying to follow some magical checklist versus fostering your own innovation? Where are you prioritizing people-pleasing versus your own ideas? And so I think we all have that skill, but we're often not prioritizing it or going there first. I remember I had a I had a client 
and she was very like how e and she was like but how do i do this and how do i do that and how do i do this and so i stopped her i said i want you to exercise your own creativity it was something creative too it wasn't like a very simple thing i can answer it was something very creative and specific to her brand and specific to what she wanted to put out and i was like i can give you ideas but i'm just exercising my muscle which is fine but i want you to start exercising yours and she came up with the best stuff. And I told her, I looked her dead in her face. I said, I never could have come up with that. You had to come up with that. Like you had to exercise that muscle and you had to go out and do that. And so I think all the time we have ideas, but we often say, oh, that's not possible. Or I want to get rid of my Slack channel. That's an idea. And the first thing that's going to come up is my brain saying, you can't do that. No one's going to buy. No one's going to join. They're going to hate it. They're going to revolt. Your customer support is going to go through the window, right? You can't do that. But I had an idea. So where are we fostering our ideas? Where are we telling ourselves like, no, what if this isn't crazy? How could we do it? How could we do this? And I think such an important CEO skill, and I think that you're great at, is to say, you don't know, you don't have to know how to build the software build that I built. You don't have to know, but you have to know to think about asking and seeing if it's possible and then knowing to ask somebody else. And I think that so often, especially maybe, you know, six figures and under, they're like, okay, I have to now look into Airtable. I have to compare all these things. I have to do the work to like bring this to life. And of course, I'm a systems expert, so I'm, I'm biased. But like, please, if you have those types of ideas, go seek out systems experts who can help one, you know, tighten down the learning curve and even tell you if it's possible, but actually build it so you can just keep moving and keep ideating because that can, the little nuances, all of it can like really slow you down. But to be able to articulate your vision, see if it's possible with an expert, have them build it and just keep moving. That's another way to kind of keep that, keep those ideas moving along. 100%, 100%. And I really do think like anything you want is possible. Anything you, you want is possible. Sometimes I say things to my team. They're like, you're crazy, right? I'm like, no, Ashley will figure it out. Somebody will figure it out. And then they go and they figure it out. And so I think, again, like software and systems are just a solution for so many problems, especially at the scaling level. I agree. I wanted to talk about your co-coaches and how they are able to take on more and you're able to delegate. So the front end of software is so beautiful. The back end, I think, is even more beautiful because of these amazing interfaces where the team gets to receive all of the launch reviews, all the different questions. They're auto-assigned based on, you know, if it's a webinar, if it goes to DL, if it's this, it gets divided evenly into these two coaches. There's so much power and flexibility and organization on the back end. How has the experience of having software and having this Airtable review database been for your team? I love it. We love it. It's very easy to navigate. Uh, like Ashley said, things are auto-assigned. So the clients pick specifically what they want reviewed or looked at, and then they select it, and then it will auto-assign to a particular coach based off of their expertise and their specialty. And so if it's copywriting, that goes to someone. If it's mindset, that goes to another person. If it's webinars and launches, that goes to me. And so it's really cool just to have everything delegated and auto-assigned. And what I love about it, too, is I, as a CEO, get to control how much I want to be involved and then how how least I want to be involved, too. And what I like about it, too, is there's very little disruption. If I wanted to go on vacation and if I had a Slack channel, 
then it would be very evident that DL was gone because then I would have to find a co-coach to jump in the Slack channel. They don't know the co-coach, da, 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 right? But now, like all summer, I was on like at least eight different trips. I went to LA, I went to Austin, I went to so many places. I went to Tampa, I took a beach vacation with my family. I went to so many different places. I went to New York, I went to so many different places. And the client disruption was not right. No one knew when I was gone, unless they checked my Instagram stories. No one knew that I was gone because everyone kept being served. And again, not only were people still being served, but their experience was not disrupted. It wasn't like a new coach entered and then they were routed to someone else and they had to not tag me and tag someone. They could just keep doing what they were doing. And so I thought that was just so nice where I could still be a human and have the part-time business that I want to have and travel the way that I want to travel while also the client experience not being disrupted. And then often I will pop in and take over the questions for the day. Like it takes about four hours for me to get a retwist for my hair. And so often on those days and like my team can often see like Dia has a hair appointment. She'll probably be in softer for those four hours that day. Where I will just say, hey, y'all, I'm taking over for today. And I will go in and I'll answer everybody's questions. I will go in and I'll do I'll do the work for the day because I've just felt like connecting with my clients that day. And so we have not got which I honestly have been shocked by. We have not gotten any complaints on the coaches on where's DL. We have gotten no complaints. I do a, a good job of making sure if I'm gone for a week, I then double up and take a few days off of my coaching team that respond to questions. I always say, hey, it's DL. And they're like, oh, my God, DL responded. What a treat. But they're never like upset at somebody else's coaching. And then sometimes and this is just the in general, like what happens with co-coaches. Sometimes I look at what my co-coaches said and I'm like, I never would have said it like that. They said it so much better. They were so much more patient than what I would have been like, right? Because they're just not as attached. And I was just like, I never would have said it that way. And a million years never would have gotten there. And so I think that's just, that's super cool too. Everybody needs co-coaches. Like having co-coaches is so amazing, but there's a lot of resistance in, there's a lot of resistance to having co-coaches. I think something that our friend Kirsten says so much is like, scaling intimacy like intimacy doesn't always have to mean access to dl it can mean access like quick responses y'all i send in like my launch emails and then in four hours i'm getting and i'm getting my response back from a co-coach and i i don't care if it's from dl or not from dl like just the fact that i get those answers and i get that feedback and i'm able to keep moving that speed is so incredible and to have that not land completely on one person's shoulders is it's so much more valuable for your clients. How were you able to train your team to answer like you would or, you know, with your philosophies in inside of something like this? Sure. So every single month we have like a training meeting where I've kind of flagged some things where I'm like, I love how you responded. I would have just thought about it this way or I would have. It's often say everything you said, but add this too. So it's not like the answer was wrong, but this was maybe something that you missed that the client also said that could have influenced your your uh, response back to them. So we have meetings. We also just have rubrics. I have very clear rubrics, on, especially with our copy reviews and with the content that our clients are submitting in. I'm like, they have to have all these things. So when you're looking at 
you know, a piece of content or emails, are they checking off these boxes are very, very important. But then also it's required that they go to my live events. So they were there during my two hour live events. They were seeing me answer questions. They were seeing me teach material. They were both there during our live event and we're actually hiring somebody else and they're going to be there during decision day. Right. And so we often are teaching anyways. And so just have your co-coaches come to your teaching events, right, where you're teaching your merge showing up. They're going to be there during emancipation, my conference. And so just integrate them into where you're already teaching. But don't forget, you have a curriculum, too, right? You have a curriculum. And I think with co-coaches, Kirsten and I were talking a lot about this because she just hired co-coaches for her mastermind. And she talked about this on her podcast, so it's not like it's not public information, but she was more hiring on expertise, and but not necessarily coaching skills. She has a team systems and mindset mastermind. And so she was more hiring on, do they have team experience? Do they have systems experience? Are they like, there was this one candidate that was from the UN, did like, leadership work at the UN, like very, very like amazing resumes. But when they did those test coaching calls, it was a hot mess. They couldn't hold a room, right? Like they couldn't hold a room. They were peeing and pogging with the clients. It was just super, they didn't have enough confidence to hold a group coaching call. And so we, I told her, I said, you have to hire for holding a room and coaching skill. Then you can train anybody on your particular process. And so I think that's helpful for people to know as well. Yeah, especially when you have now, when you have these types of submission process, you have a database now of past answers, how other coaches responded. You can have internal notes. You can't do that in a Slack channel where you're like, okay, scroll these thousands of messages, but only in the last 90 days because then they, get, then they disappear. You just can't have that type of robust database. So it also serves as a training portal for your, for your own team, which is great. So... This is DL's beautiful, softer client portal. This is a networking coaching portal. So you can see up here are all of these different tabs. So let's say I want to submit a sales and launch review. Beforehand, what did you do, DL? Did you have a sales channel where people could just say, hey, review my slides? Or how did that work? Yeah. yeah. And then oftentimes what happens with those types of things is they don't give you all the information that you wanted or that you need. So there's like this follow-up of, hey, can you put in your Power 75, which is DL's messaging tool? So with these types of builds, you're able to get all of the answers that you need to help them faster. So we'll say my income over the last 12 months, my business model, power 75. Let's say I'm submitting my sales page. Great. And then so I'll submit. So that submits and then we'll see what it looks like on DL's end. But then there's also down here, there's a database that we can search by submission type, by business model. So we pop this open and all of this is backend Airtable data, which you'll see in a second. But then we get to see not only does this person get to see their sales page review, but so do I. And that's so valuable. So like when I'm working on my webinar, I will pull up my other like Liberation Sisters webinar reviews. So I get extra coaching as well. And it's such a seamless process on the student ends. So we've got all of this, it's just the best. So there's sales and launch, mindset and sales coaching, one-on-one coaching. What this is, is it's just embedded in Acuity Link Scheduler. So her coaches can get the coaching calls. All of this is handled. So iconic, love it. So this is what it looks like when a client sends it on the back end. I only get to see ones that are assigned to me, which is really nice. So I don't have to get overwhelmed. I don't have to see everybody else's. 
And if I ever wanted to take somebody else's, I could just reassign it to myself and I'll pop back up. And so here is all of the client's information and I can literally, they want me to review their sales page. I can click on their sales page here and I can share my answer, which is this sales page looks amazing. And then I can submit a Loom video too, which we often submit a Loom video talking something out. So I could put the Loom video shareable link here. And then all I would have to do is change the status from answer live in database. And then I'll even send them an email. And I like the fact that it sends an email because then they they just click on it and then it shows them their exact link. And so they don't have to go searching for an answer, which is what you have to do in Slack. They don't, it never gets lost or anything like that. And then it sends an email and it also submits it in the portal and then it's gone. It's all cleaned up. It's not overwhelming whatsoever. Yeah. And that is so revolutionary. I forget just people who are not in Airtable. Truly, DL just sent me an email that's going to say, hey, your sales Q&A is live. Here is the direct link to it. Have a great day. Don't respond to this email. (laughs) And then I get to click that link and go right to my coaching. So there is no going into your Gmail at all to send these type of automated emails to your clients. I just, I forget that people are in like the dinosaur ages of doing that sometimes. Even just those little things are just so transformational for you and your team and ops and all of that. So it just like chef's kiss. It's such a beautiful system. The only thing I would want to share is what if systems can help you be less stressed? What if? What if, right? And like, I've been realizing that systems are really my next team member. Like they have been becoming a team member in my business where if something isn't working, it may not be let's hire five more co-coaches to get me out of the Slack channel forever, right? That's not the answer. But that very well could have been the route that I went down, right? Being like, well, if I don't like my Slack channel, I just don't want to be here and I'll just hire it all of it out which I know coaches that have done that. I have friends that have done that where they can't stand being in their community because it's so overwhelming and there's so many things that happen. Or it's can there be a software that can help you do what you want it to do? And in the long term, it is going to be the more affordable option, even though these builds are not cheap, but to be able to set it up once and then your admin team you know, can, can maintain it, it's the ROI, the ROI is for sure there. What would you say for folks who are listening to this? You're like, do I need a software portal? Oh my God, this is something I need. Like when I like that you sometimes also tell people like, you don't need this yet. You don't, you don't need this system yet. Calm down. (laughs) When would you say is like the best time for someone to, to have this type of custom portal for their mastermind or their membership? That's a really good question. So I always say like, whenever you want to hire someone or you want to change your business model, whenever you want to make a change, You just want to make sure you actually have clients there to A, pay for the change or clients to make the change make sense, for for instance, right? And so, for instance, if somebody wants to have a designer for their next launch, I'm like, okay, just make sure that people buy in the launch so that the beautiful sales page you have actually is put to use. So that's going to be my same feedback here. It's do you have enough consistent demand for this offer? where you know that community will be an ongoing thing that you're going to need support in, right? And community will always be something that you're going to have to think about and manage 
and navigate. So I wouldn't do it if you're still trying to figure out how to even fill up a 10-person group. I don't think you need a softer build. That's not the, the problem you should be solving. You should be solving for how to fill it. But this was my fifth round of liberation that I went ahead and I did this. And looking back, I did wish I, do, I did it maybe around the third round. But making sure that you have a solid offer and that this offer is here to stay is important. And yeah, but I do think you can do it relatively soon. Yeah, the most I appreciate when folks come to me very grounded and not like, this is what's going to make my next launch sell out. Like it's it's a great feed. It's like features are amazing. Features will be one of the reasons people buy, but it's not the reason. So if you're coming to any type of build or any contractor thinking like this is the thing that's going to like turn this all around for us, that's not always like the most like grounded place. And there's like a lot of expectations there. So I really, yes, this is good. This is going to make our experience even better, make it more scalable. Let's look at it from that perspective. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Well, DL, thank you so much for being here. Tell the folks where they can find you and tell them about Liberation and tell them about both your programs and see which one is the best fit for them. Awesome. Of course. So you can find me anywhere. DL Sharon, DL Sharon on Instagram, DL Sharon on YouTube, DL Sharon website, anywhere DL Sharon. And I have two offers, Five Figure Freedom and Six Figure Liberation. You can learn. We talked a lot about liberation today. You can learn about liberation if you go to dlshawan.com slash mastermind and you can get all the details there. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And if you're interested in a softer build, we do offer these at Systems Over Stress. So there'll be links in the show notes for that. And we'll see you on the next episode. If you're committed to getting your clients results and creating the go-to coaching program in your industry, we want you to join us. Click that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube to see all the systems, strategies, and behind the scenes stories of what it takes to create the most impactful coaching program you can. If you're looking at your systems and client results differently because of what you're hearing on Systems Famous, I would love it if you left a rating and review. I read each one and they make it possible for me to reach more business owners just like you who have group offers and need the systems that make it possible for them to transform it into an industry-leading offer and get even more client results. 